Welcome to the Spirit for Success podcast with your hosts, Rach Wilson and Therese Tucker. No. <laughs> <laughs> ready for your podcast? Yay! I can't be too loud because I'm sleeping baby in the next room and I don't want to wake up. Yay! <laughs> so this show is going to be, I don't know where this show is going, but um, we both have wine. It's Sponsored by wine. Sponsored by wine. It's in one of those days. I've been up since 1.30 this morning. Um, decided that it was a good time at three o'clock in the morning since baby was awake. Might as well pick up the car and drive to Canberra, four-hour drive, and it's now twelve noon. So it's already been a really long day. I'm already having trouble wordsing and thinking straight. So who knows what's going to come out of this show? Anyway, but with me as always is the marvelous, the magical, the I was going to say mermaidious, but that doesn't even mermaidious. That makes me think of boobs. <laughs> like. <laughs> I guess they are kind of mermaidious. <laughs> I was thinking mermaid and it just did. did. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. It's not all alcohol. All right. I do have water. <laughs> I know. I was like, I also have the backup. So I look responsible, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> I also brought chocolate just in case it gets you really bad. Bitch. <laughs> So, so Rach, along. <laughs> yes. today we were going to keep talking about, well, I say keep talking, but mm. we're going to be talking about failure today. Mm. Yes. Yummy it's different aspects. When we say failure, you know, a lot of people are thinking, ugh, failure. And I bet you as, as we say that word, you could come up with very easily all the ways that you failed or the things that you failed at, blah, 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 blah. But what you might not know is there's some positive failures as well as the crap failures. And I'm going to throw it over to Therese because she had this beautiful download and has done an amazing blog post that is now out there in our world uh, all about this subject. So <laughs> go, go, go. She says beautiful download. Really what it was was like a meltdown that then led to all this great information. So just briefly, it was, here's the thing. We're not, no matter how much work you do to stay conscious and present and work on yourself, there can be times when you have stuff hidden, right? If you're not constantly digging for it, and you can, but I wasn't, I wasn't constantly digging. I was just trying to have a good Friday and I, I was hanging out with a friend. Um, and she it travels all over the place. In fact, like I swear to God, the day after we met up, she was already in another state and is now in another state. And I mean, I love it. So she travels around and, um, she always has these great stories to tell. And we were meeting up and I just, I, I went into unconscious comparison mode, comparing what I'm looking at in her. And then looking at myself and all the things that I'm working on and the things that I find to be obstacles. And I had like a, a little breakdown and I realized that I had some undealt with feelings around failure. And I just, I said to her, you know, it feels like everything's just kind of failing. Like it's not working the way I want it to work. And the response I got from her was like, are you kidding? Because I'm looking at your life. And then she starts reflecting back to me, which was, um, you know, thank God for friends, right? Because friends can give you beautiful perspective. And that's why it's so important to have a tribe of people around you who not only get you, but think like you. And when you're not thinking like you, they help you remember how to it's think like always, yourself. always easier when you're on the outside of the meltdown to be able to oh see God. what's going on, to see the, the greater truth, blah, 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 which is why you have people like each other 
in, uh, in your sphere of influence. Absolutely. So after getting some clarity and um, having some mutual appreciation society moment, I, of course, went and talked to my bestie, Rach. We talked on the phone. She gave me some great practices that we already know and we give other people, but I needed to like, you know, re, uh, reinvest in them. And as I did that, and I started asking better questions, because I'll tell you, let's start with the questions, Rach. Like, let's mm -hmm. talk about bad questions when you're in a, like, a crisis, and then talk about good questions. So let me throw it to Rach. Bad <laughs> questions. My mom is the classic. Whenever she says this, I think, ugh, facepalm moment. What else can go wrong? Oh, my God. No. <laughs> How about <laughs> Why is this happening to me? The total victim. Yeah, or right? why does this always happen to me? Why doesn't it never work out? Um, why is was everybody else succeeding and I'm not? Blah blah blah. See, right. Why why doesn't God love me as much or whatever the crap? Why is so it those, so hard for me? These questions now are literally, not only do they suck because they're totally negatively based and victim based, there's no way the universe can answer that except with more problems. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just like an op you're opening a can of worms, like show me more of how yeah. life can suck. What else can this go wrong? It always right? happens in threes. I'm like, oh no, no it doesn't. No, it doesn't have to. No, doesn't have doesn't. nothing else bad has to go wrong. Just so now let's talk about smart questions to ask when you're in this situation where you're like, it all feels like it's failing. It's not working. What I'm doing is just a disaster. What are smart questions to ask in that situation? What else is possible? That's something I learned from, from access consciousness years ago. The two questions from them that I always, that always stick out in my mind is what else is possible and how does it get even better than this? which presupposes it's already pretty damn good and it can get yeah. even better. My, one of my favorite to ask, and for those who heard some recent interviews I did where I talked about my own kind of like mega, mega crisis life story, the first question I asked uh, right out of total pain was, um, what's the next step to get me out of this, mm. right? What's my next step? How do I get out of this? Show me how, what it, whatever it is. Um, and I love that because there is always a inspired action you'll get from these kind of smart questions. Yep. What can move me forward? What action can I take that'll move me forward more easily? What yep. is the solution here? What is it that, and this is sort of a, a medium in the middle road question, you know, what is it that I'm not seeing here? And that can be, I'm not seeing what is working. I'm not seeing what is progressing. I'm not seeing the potential opportunities or the potential solutions. That's the more focus that I want to go with. Absolutely. So once I started asking these smart questions, um, I've got a total download of just what it was I needed to look at here, Jax. <laughs> yeah, what a monkey butt. sleep for so long. I'm going to have to go and take care of that. <laughs> so carry so, on. Uh, yeah. So over the weekend, asking these questions that are smarter questions that are going to lead me out of the vicious circle of constantly looking at uh, what's not working. The questions, uh, what should I do next? Right? How does it get better? How does it get easier? Well, all this information that I teach people were, was just like, Oh, remember, you know how to do this process. And this beautiful download came 
of a, a blog set and talking to people. And one of the things that they really clarified is, Rachel and I, you've probably heard us say this before, but you know, failure itself is not a bad thing. Failure can be a stepping stone to success. And in fact, what they kind of helped me do was dig in more and clarify what kind of failure we're in. So really what they helped me see was the uh, positive failures versus negative failures. So there's different uh, types of failure. Positive failures are the ones that move you forward, right? So you take inspired action. You get an idea, you take an inspired action, and maybe it doesn't work, or it doesn't work as well as you wanted it to, or you even plain get rejected. But the beauty of that kind of failure is it always gives you new information. Um, my friend Tammy, when we were talking about this, she was talking about uh, an engineer and how he was saying that there's something they they talk about in the engineering community called fast prototyping. And the idea here, and I don't remember the exact numbers, but the idea here is that you make it, you make it, you make it, you keep making it, and every prototype is expected to fail in some way. But when you keep putting it out there again and again, you're going to get to the point where it works. And many people kind of stop after once or maybe a couple times. Uh, but in that engineering and like the tech world, you just keep going and going and going. And he's talking about um, different things like, I think Google Glass was one of the things that this guy engineered and, it, and it, he considered that a failure. Um, so we want to take that on as people when we're using it in our lives. We can do this idea of fast prototyping, which means it, it's not about getting it out there as fast as you can, but it is about idea to manifestation, idea to physical form. So if I get the idea that I should write a blog, instead of going, I should write a blog, make a note of that, go away, forget it, leave it, and come back and go, I don't know what that was. It probably wasn't important and don't put anything out. You get the idea, I should write that, and then you go write it. Like as soon as you can, you put the idea out there. Now, the first draft, as you know, most first drafts are crap, but that gives you something new to work with. So that's positive failure. Now, let's negative failure is where I got stuck unexpectedly and where I see a lot of people getting stuck. And negative failure, it what it does is it doesn't allow you to get out of the vicious circle in your mind. So this is where you're talking yourself out of it before you even put it out into the world. And the problem with negative failure is it's denying. It's denying you, but here's what we usually don't think about when we're failing. We don't think about when we're failing, it has any effect on anyone else. And our positive failures have a positive impact on other people. And our negative failures do negatively affect other people, mostly by denying them your gift, your experience, your um, expertise, and your compassion. Maybe if you've gone through something and you had, you've learned something from it, and then it gives you compassion. So we actually are in a process when we're in a negative failure, it doesn't just affect you. It affects your potential clients. It protects, it um, 
affects family and, and friends and so on. So it can really have a ripple effect. Both of them do. I want to take a look here. I see a comment on the uh, Facebook Live. Hey, I see Hosanna. Hey, it's Sarah, serendipitous that I'm listening to this topic tonight. Love you, ladies. Oh, we love you too. I'm so glad that that you're benefiting from this. You know, I, I had a talk with another good friend today and she was also feeling that way as well. One of the failures that she was feeling, Rach, was um, that that no one was seeing her value. So I wanted to talk mm -hmm. about this a little bit because this one is an important mindset shift we need to make around value. <laughs> Your turn, okay. you go. I All want right. some wine. <laughs> I love it. You're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm like listening. Oh, that's what we're talking about. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so the failure, fear of failure, fear of worth. Explain that to me again, sorry. Okay, so one of the things that she was really struggling with was the fact that she is putting stuff out there and no one's responding to it. And so she's starting to feel like no one values her work. That, that no one is finding value in it. Also, she's doing the, the thing that we all do in the beginning, which giving a lot away for free. And mm. people are taking advantage and then not following through, right? So you're getting a lot of the, uh, the window, the, what do they call them? Like the, the samplers, like people who go around the grocery store and sample everything and then like don't buy anything. Yep. That's, that's a thing. Yeah, it's not their, not their tribe, not the right tribe. Right. Well, there's that. But also uh, what I wanted to ask you about is what I perceive in that when someone says to me, I'm feeling hopeless because no one sees my value. The truth in that statement is I'm not seeing my own value. Yeah. In a lot of cases, like when I'm coaching people, um, I do, I see that a lot. And it's more that like they're not even making the connection around value and worth. They're just Look, I'm doing all this stuff and I'm giving all this stuff away and I'm, I'm doing all these things and nobody's buying from me. Mm -hmm. And then usually when I ask their prices and that sort of stuff, it's way below what it should be. Way. So, way below. And we, we do this with our success circle members. Like they come to us with a particular price and we go, okay, you're comfortable with that, aren't you? Yes, okay. And <laughs> <laughs> your, your worth and what you are doing is way more valuable. I'm sorry, did you not like that? Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's... It comes back to you know them value definitely them valuing themselves and seeing their value and putting that value on what they do massively. Yeah. And the fear around that is, but what if nobody buys from me because it's too expensive? Which are, these are all belief systems, really. They're all belief systems that keep people stuck and playing small. Which is why we do the source for shift work. Um, and I've totally lost my train of thought. Must need more wine. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> well, I, no, I love what you're talking about here. So let's talk about uh, failure and money for a second. Because I know that mm. a big part of, first of all, if your only metric for your success is your money and your money is far shorter than what you want, desire, maybe even think you deserve, you're going to feel like a fucking failure. Yeah, absolutely. And we've been guilty of this too. Um, as I was driving in this morning, like into Canberra, um, it really hit me. Like in, at a moment's notice, like I only found out yesterday that my, my stepdad was in hospital again and, and my mom was struggling even though she wasn't asking for help because she wouldn't do that. Talked about that as another pattern. Um, oh, what I realised yeah. was I am so successful 
that I can pick up my baby and pick up my business and I can go to Canberra at a, at a moment's notice and work from here and take care of my family and be a good daughter and, and help out where it's needed. I can do that at any time. And I know when I started this business, I wanted the freedom to be able to stay at home, to work my own hours, to be able to live and work anywhere. I've already got that. <laughs> but you weren't, were you, now let's honestly, let's talk yeah. about this. You just tracked it, right? You just Yeah, it just it. really, really dawned on me being mm -hmm. able to pick up and come here at a time when I'm needed that I, I can still carry on my business. I might not be in it as 100% as I was last week, but I'm still able to do um, to be there for my family and I've got that flexibility I can live and work from anywhere now so without Rach recognizing that that was a metric she hit if she was only focusing on things that aren't hit yet right whatever the focus is um, and we do this especially a type people who are achiever achievement oriented goal oriented we got a lot of goals and sometimes we get so focused on the ones that we're not hitting because that's what we keep driving to, right? Like imagine you're driving down um, a freeway, like you're driving from one side of the country to the other, okay? And uh, your first goal maybe was, if I'm driving from Washington to New York, maybe my first goal was Montana. Like, you know, as long as I get to Montana. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So somewhere in, along the way, a third of the way, a half of the way was a goal, but I drove right past it and I was like, great, good. That wasn't as exciting as I thought. I need to get, I need to keep Next going. Next so one. you're not look, you're not taking that time to really engage and go, wait a minute. I got fucking from <sighs> one side of the country to the middle. Oh my God. Right. That happened. I'm here and I'm going to keep going. Um, we get so fixated on what's not coming yet what we're still pushing towards what what drives us right what's dri why are you why do you continue to drive the car because you're trying to get to the other side right you're not there yet and sometimes we're like the child in the back seat going are we there yet are we there yet are we there yet are we there yet are we there yet, we there yet? it hasn't turned I up know. hasn't it turned up i must have failed no right? you're still in transit <laughs> you're still in transit and sometimes that can feel like when will I be done? Right. That's another thing that we get stuck on is when will this be done? And I got news for you. <laughs> Every super successful person you go out there and listen to, they'll tell you because they'll be at that mile marker you want to hit. They'll say, I'm never done. That wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. yeah, that wasn't enough. Thing. I got to keep going. The next thing, um, the next goal, the next goal. So we had posted a meme that said, you know, life is a journey and so is success. So this idea that at some point you're going to be finished, mm -hmm. finished only means that you've, you have decided to stop on whatever thing you're working on. Mm. So unless you're deciding to stop, you're going to keep going. There's going to be another destination coming up pretty soon. Um, but I want to go back to the, the value, personal value and money, because I know this is a big one. I know this is one that um, gets talked about a lot, but it, it bears repeating. And as much as you can hear it, I think it's important. You want so much for people to want your work, right? So you place it at values that you think are a steal, and they are a steal. 
the problem is psychologically people look at that and this is hard to hear when you don't trust it okay I know that this one is hard to hear when you don't trust it yet but psychologically you put something out there and if you don't have scale yet so we talked about this yesterday in our mastermind group but scaling is where imagine we're at we have a menu okay and the, on the menu are all your services and you've got low-end services mid and you know mid-range and high ends that's your scale right there if all you offer are low-end services the psychology of the mind looking at that goes it must not be very good if it's mm -hmm. so cheap mm -hmm. yeah they have to see those other numbers. They might not reach for those. They might say to themselves, oh man, you know, working with that person privately is $600 a session and she's offering me 15 minutes for, you know, 50. That's amazing. Mm. Yep. You know, it, it's weird. It's a psychological thing, but we all do this. Even, uh, even those of us who know the psychology still work with that psychology because we as consumers we want value right we and we do want people to over deliver <laughs> I mean who doesn't love over deliver like you you love it when you get more than you expect mm. but at the same time you want it from someone who's really good at it and part of what we all determine what's really good is what is the value they place on it mm. And, and here's the interesting thing I see happening a lot, and I've also been guilty of this, but we wait for other people to give us value. We wait for validation, right, Rach, that we're waiting for other people to say, you have value, and it doesn't work that way. We have to claim our value before people will agree to it. <laughs> I'm into that. I love it. I can tell Rach is like, I'm going to hang in here. She's like, I'm going to do, do this. I can do this. She needs that glass of wine. Are, Are you done? <laughs> oh, not so much. <laughs> we are teething and unhappy today, so we're just <laughs> trying to flow with it. Hoping we get to sleep it. tonight. Anyway, but back to the failure, because one of the things we talked about too, and I'm, I'm not cutting off the topic, the topic here. Nope, but, yep, you're um, good. Was this whole concept of positive failure and what positive failure looks like. Yes. 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 So, so I was talking about that a little bit when you uh, stepped away, but po oh. to re-emphasize positive failure is, is the idea we ta I talked a little bit about fast prototyping and this was something that my friend Tammy shared with me that an engineer from Google gave uh, a speech about. So fast prototyping is the idea that you, you get the idea and then you put it out there. And then you, you keep putting it out there with the expectation. Now, um, the expectation is that it will fail. There's no, for an engineer too, I mean, for people who make things, I get this. There's an expectation of, you know, they, when you're making something that's not a part of you, when it's not just an energetic essence, when there's a physical thing, it's a little easier. Because when there's a physical object there to work with, uh, even writing is a physical object to work with. What you understand about it is that you know that the first draft of it is not going to be golden. And mm -hmm. you have you you give yourself a break, right? You're like, first of all, with writing, for example, 
what you want to do is just get it fucking out of your head. Mm-hmm. Put it all down. Yeah. You don't can, worry. I've got yeah. examples of that too. Like when I wrote my book, the amount of times that I went back and edited it and added to it and added to it and edited it and added to it, um, there must realistically be about 50 different versions of it. And I did the same with Source for Shift. One of the things that I, I had heard somewhere and I loved and I took it on board was your pilot program. Call it a pilot program. Everybody knows when it's a pilot program, it's brand new. And the whole concept right. is you do it a little bit cheaper because it's brand new. And the agreement is that they're getting it at that cheaper rate because they're going to provide feedback and testimonials if it's really, really good, but the feedback so that it becomes a way that you develop it together. So with Source for Shift, um, the first training was a pilot. The training that I'm doing now is so much more comprehensive. It takes a lot longer um, because I've built it with those people because they would ask the questions and go, okay, what about this? How do I do that? And then I'm like, ah, that's where I need to add more information. That's where I need to fill it out. So using other people to develop it instead of trying to get it all right and perfect in your own head first and then put it out. I came up with it and played with it for a little bit. It took me two weeks. And then I went, I'm going to test this out, throw it out to the world. I ended up with nearly 40 people in my first class. I was expecting maybe 10, but then I used Source for Shift to clear those blockages and ended up with nearly 40. So that was perfect because it gave me a lot of feedback and a lot of um, information that made it even better. So it can't fail when you put it out there and you allow it to be an, a process of evolution. And, and around that, when she says it can't fail, it can't fail in the, the same sense as a negative failure. Like we still might go, that didn't work because we have expectations that you're putting it out there might have to match, right? And if sometimes when our expectations don't match our experience, we call it a failure, but it really isn't. It really is not. Um, and honestly, there are, you know, you don't know. Hi, puppy. <laughs> you don't know what you don't know until you try it. So just like Rach was saying about uh, the pilot program and that kind of prototyping, sometimes the only way you're going to know how to make it better, that you're the only way you're going to ha- be able to finesse something is by um, putting it out there. You won't know where it's working and where it doesn't work until you've tried it a few times. And I've had that experience uh, myself with um, School for Spirit too, which is another program we do here at Spirit for Success. And um, my, my first, I've been doing them in modules and my first module was so much work. I had given so much information And it was almost draining me because it was so intense, the amount of information I was putting out there. Uh, But I didn't know this. I didn't know it until I did it a few times. And I went, wow, this is not what I expected. Why does this feel like such an arduous task right now? And it wasn't until, like Rach had said, you know, I have people in the classroom, I'm giving them information, and I get a little feedback of like, wow, that was just a lot to absorb. (laughs) And I went, oh. Right, pull back, <laughs> pull it way back. Less, 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 more, less, more, less. Um, but again, that's that's information that we can't get in our head. Mm. It has to be through experience, and that's what what a positive failure is. It is learning from the actual experience. Um, 
So we, I see that we have questions already coming in. We've got oh, questions cool. uh, on the platform that we're in right now. I don't see any questions in the group, but I wanted to kind of put it out there to you. If you have questions for us um, about specific things about failure, go ahead, throw it in the comments. Or if you just want your questions answered with a master coach and an awesome psychic, we will do that for you here right now as well. <laughs> do, you, do you see the questions there? I do. Okay, so we'll ask this one. So this is from Agnes. I had a short interview with CBS. I'm grateful for my friend who introduced me to some of the people over there. The interview was for a designer production assistant, three-month gig. Everything went so fast. I left the office knowing where my desk will be. The guy talked to me in a way that I'm already hired for the gig. My dear ladies, do you see something I don't see? Any guidance? Thank you. I'm just, I'm trying to look. I mean, I, I feel like, I don't know, I'm getting a lot of, uh, white office space uh, around that. So I'm seeing a lot of white in this office. Um, and yeah, I mean, I feel like just allow that to flow. You know, the, the thing that we want to do, and I, I have a couple clients right now asking me about potential jobs. And here's the thing, you, you need to go back into that place of you're the creator. You're the creator. And when we offer doubt, you know, it's a, it feels pretty cut and dry. Like they were like, there's, that's where you're going to sit when you're hired, when you start, you can allow yourself to absorb that. I think that part of it, I understand why I don't want to be disappointed. Mm -hmm. If I absorb that information and it doesn't happen, I will be disappointed. So Rach, how do we deal with that and allow it to happen at the same time? Yeah, it's for me, what I get my clients to do is to allow them like allow yourself to picture it, but let go of it having to be this particular job. Mm -hmm. Be it, stay attached to the, the amazingness of this job and allow it to be the inspiration for, oh, I would love to be a production assistant and do, a, do a, be a designer and I can see myself doing it. Play, stay in that space because it keeps you in alignment with the best job for you. Now, the best job, if it's not this one, it won't work out. But you don't need to feel disappointed about it because if you stay in that space of connected to, I'm getting this amazing job and I'm doing it, I love my new job, then the one that is for you that lines up with you and that feeling, that one will come in. It's the timing. We don't know the timing. That's the part you've got to let go of trying to control. But you've got to stay in that space because as the creator, it's what you are focused on, what you are feeling is what you are attracting to you. So if you go into doubt, you're kind of doing the push me, pull you thing. Yep. You got to go into surrender. Let it happen. And, and also a big part of it is allow yourself to feel good about it without it having to be this thing. Mm -hmm. And I, and again, we go into this place of I'm afraid to let go of worrying because I feel like worrying is somehow responsible, mm. that it's responsible to be worried about it and to be cautious. And when, um, honestly, every time I've gotten exactly what I wanted, I was completely fine with if I didn't. Mm -hmm. Right. I said, this is what I want. That's what I want. Mm -hmm. And then I went, fuck this shit. I'm out. Right. Like <laughs> I just went bye. I'm going to go enjoy my life. And, to, and every time I've done that, it's like energy, just it's very attractive state. Right. Because there's nothing blocking it from coming to you. Whereas like, like Rach was saying, push me, pull me. 
the fear is repellent. And it's not that it, what it does is it's like, imagine your fear is a force field, your worry, your doubt is like a, a force field you put up that things can't get through. They bounce off of. Um, and so many times we believe that if I worry about it, that I'm helping it come to me. Like I'm really like clarifying and it's not, it's a counterintelligent maneuver to not worry about it, mm. but it's very intuitive to do it. Think about it this way. Like you've, you've got a, a fire hose of energy that you are pointing at whatever you're thinking about. And the longer that fire hose stays on that thing, the longer it gets um, watered and fed and starts to become physically real. So if you're in doubt, it's like, oh, but what if this happens? Oh, what if that happens? And if that doesn't happen, then I need to work on this. And then you're basically you're spreading the fire hose across all these different scenarios, all these different potential outcomes that you're now energizing that could potentially come into you instead of focusing on the very one, the singular thing that you absolutely want and know that is possible for you to bring in this or better, this job or better. Yeah. And so where do you go? So where, what the suggestion would be um, is you need to go and play in your mind. Can you see the desk really easily in your mind? Can you feel yourself? So this is intuitive work right here. This is also just like you can feel if that there's a, like a spark of destiny to it. So destiny doesn't mean like I'm fated to be there, but the spark of destiny means that it's on the path I said I want to be on. It's on my soul path, even if it's just a checkpoint. Um, if you can feel it, if you can actually like start to see it, feel it, um, know it real, it is. It really is. Uh, if you can't, if there's a weird disconnect, and this has happened in my life too, where I really wanted something, and every time I go in and to feel it, and I do this, and I can't connect to it, like I can't see it, uh, I can't feel it, I can't hear the, the future conversations, I know, and it's some, some stuff I really want, but I just know, yeah, it's not going to happen here. Um, and that, that can be disappointing, but it can also help redirect your energy. And you're, then you can go, good, I don't need to attach to that. Something else is coming. Something else is always coming. Fear will not tell you that. Worry will not tell you that. Worry will say, oh my God, this is the last job. This, this is the guy is <laughs> Exactly. So you don't need to engage with that, and it's not helpful. If you have anything you want to say to that, Agnes and by all means, put it into the chat box. All right. All right. In the group? No, we don't have any questions in the group. It's been a quiet, quiet Facebook Live today. I'm not sure what's going on with people. You know, Wednesdays. Wednesdays, right? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Weird ass Wednesdays, or is it what the fuck Wednesdays? <laughs> kind of, yeah. No, just the energy lately. I've a lot of people have been asking me about this. What's going on? Um, and I do feel like again we're out of that weird cycle. And I felt it in October at the beginning of October. I'm like, oh, that weird cycle is done. Like I could feel that, but now we're in this place of almost like everything that happened in September energetically was to drop you into the bottom of the bowl or the <laughs> barrel. You know what I mean? So here we are at the bottom and bottom is good. This is zero point, right? So if there's a bottom there, that means there's a up. You get to go yeah. up. Not only that, but it means that there's room to fill it with new stuff. So 
instead of despairing that this is em that I'm reaching the bottom, this is empty. The that's the um, the trick of it. Okay, so the negative part of it is going to make you feel like nothing's there. It's empty. No one sees my value. I'm failing at this. I'm failing at life. I'm do you know that's the illusion part. What what um, if you can rise above that and feel into the energy? It means there's space that all the crap has been cleared aside, and that's what September was about clearing it out. And now that you've got this nice, clean, um, open vessel, and this is where we need to stop focusing on the bottom and start realizing I have space to fill it with. I have new energy, I have new room, new energy. I've cleared some stuff. Now I want to consciously choose what I'm going to start filling this vessel up with, right? If I'm going to fill it up with gratitude, if I can fill it up with positive failure. Got the dog on one side and the baby on the other. What is going on? <laughs> Hang on, I've got to save the child. <laughs> From the dog? God, no. The dog smelling no. the child? I think there is possibly that because he was pushing before. So <laughs> it's all happening here and it's all mother and dear. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> no, we're a bit distressed. Um, so uh, wrap up but this shortly. is a good point though. This is a good point that, you know, we, we tend to think of this energy, these fluctuations as only adults feeling it and man, mm. the kids feel it too. Kids feel it too. So here's where we can take the lead and remember that it's not about there's nothing. Just remember that there's more space. Mm. This is harvest time over in the United States. This is the time where we start reaping what we sow. Um, so now our bulls are nice and empty to receive it's springtime um, here in australia so definitely harvest time oh hosanna saying that she's still in between houses letting go and asking for my highest good to come from the vortex yep mm. there you go um i still get it could be the wood one though <laughs> i can still feel the wood house there um good do that but also just remember that this is with this open bowl and this harvest time, ask for what you want. Mm. Ask for it and decide that you get to have what you want. And then move into curiosities. I wonder how that's going to come to me. I wonder how I'm going to find that. I wonder how it's all going to fall into place. Curiosity is a really good open energy. And remember just to keep asking smart questions. So when you feel mm. all this, because we're going to feel it, we're going to feel the emptiness or the, the depth of the bottom. But instead of saying, why, why am I down here? Why, you know, remember to ask smart questions. What's going to move me to that house even quicker? How can I make this happen faster? What's my next step? What is the most aligned step for me to take for my highest good? These are some great questions to be asking. Also, what could I do in this moment that'll make me happy? What could I do in this moment that would be fun? Because even just going into those emotions is going to help shift you out of the problem. And when you're in those open states of joy and fun and, and excitement, you're open to the possibilities. I don't know how many times where I've shifted my focus from the problem and gone and done something just for the sheer hell of it, but a solution or an idea has come to me. So it's Absolutely. so very, like how we feel is so very important. We either block ourselves or open ourselves up and all the positive emotions open up. Absolutely. So with that, we're going to wrap it up and I we think is going to try and take a nap. <laughs> I've try got a bad, 
two hours, three hours until I've, uh, I'm going to help mum, my mum do an end of lease. So, you know, hardcore cleaning. So if I don't sleep <laughs> easily tonight, there's something very, very wrong. Agnes is asking to ask a question. Agnes, put it in the group or if you can put it on the comments thread of this message and we will get to it. We will answer it for you um, on the thread. All right. Or in the kick-ass sparkly. Oh, good. Okay. So, so I will uh, answer that when I see it on the Facebook feed because we got to let Rach go and, and deal with baby time. Um, and also remember that you can find us on iTunes. You can subscribe to our podcast. You can rate this podcast and you can share with us what you would like for topics for us to discuss. Um, cause we, a lot of times we're pulling things from our own lives, but if there's something you're like, I've always wanted to hear you guys talk about that, then <laughs> just let us know. We're happy to do it. So until next time, relax, we got this. We got this. All right. Bye everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the show. To learn more about Rachel and Therese and all of our awesome offerings, go to spirit the number four success.com or find us on facebook in fact why not join our kick-ass and sparkly group kick-ass and sparkly lady panures unite until next time relax we got this